What up, fools? It's on Average Fools Podcast, episode 24. Today I'm here with my older brother. Say hi. <laughs> Hello. So he uh, he runs this brand called Ripple. So uh, there is a theme to the podcast. Um, it's tying in with my video called People Come in Your Life in Seasons. But before we do that, let's talk about the Ripple brand. So tell me how it got started and uh, tell me where you're going with it right now. Um, well, Ripple started back in 2019. It was a hashtag, uh, rest in power, Lucas. I know it seems like, oh, sorry. Oh, I can't touch anything. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, Ripple started back in 2019 as like a hashtag. Basically, I was starting my YouTube videos, like my YouTube channel. I had a YouTube channel for about... I don't know, maybe since I was in high school, just to like post um, music. I love singing and all that. Your choreography but, videos. Yeah, a few of those things. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, I don't know, I guess back in 2019, um, I had a really like big life-changing thing happen to me where I felt like I needed to voice everything, like my my thoughts, my feelings, and just because I felt... Okay, when you when you hear Rest in Power Lucas, you're obviously like, is this guy dead? Yeah, this guy <laughs> passed away. Um, I'm not dead. I'm right here. Um, <laughs> but it's more of like a, I like to explain it in a like in a way where it's like, no, I'm not dead. Obviously not. I'm. It's more. It's like I felt like there was a part of me that I needed to kill off in order to become this person that I am today, like a better person. You know, like. We all go through things in our lives where we're like, fuck, I should have I should have done this instead. I, I could have been better at this or blah, blah, blah. And I think at that point in my life, I finally was able to look back and realize that there was a lot of things that I didn't do, like in a sense of, hmm, sorry, I'm losing my train of thought. Um, I just kind of felt like, there was a part of me that wasn't awakened yet. And there was like me that was living for so long up until 2019. I don't even remember how old I was at that point. I'm 27 now. So I was like 20, I can't math, 24, 23, something like that. Somewhere around Somewhere there. Around. <laughs> um, but, you know, I thought I had it all together back then. I thought that I was the smartest person ever. I definitely wasn't. There was a lot of things that I still needed to learn. um, And I made a lot of mistakes. That is one thing that I can admit now that when I look back and I think with Ripple, it's just something about wanting to end what once was to create something better. And that was for me, that was just me being a better person in general. And I look back and I'm just like, wow. (laughs) Um, But it did start off with a hashtag and that started off with like me posting uh, weekly YouTube videos of just me talking about mental health. It's um, based off of mental health awareness. I did struggle with mental health a lot growing up, especially in high school. That's when my depression started and um, that was a new thing for me. I never really understood why i grew up being really sad and i never understood why um and it takes a lot of steps like it's a long process of 
let's say like this healing that we go through of what we had grown up to learning as children there's a lot of trauma that comes from that there's a lot of um, things we were taught that aren't necessarily the things that we should be living by today uh, for example like the LGBT community I am a part of that I am a part of the rainbow yes the T <laughs> and um, I grew up feeling rejected a lot and I had a lot of resentment and I was really angry and that's where a lot of my anger came from. I realized maybe, uh, actually I realized in my relationships that I've been in that anger was a really big thing that I couldn't control. And I just kind of brushed it off all the time, just like, you know, it is what it is. Um, they're just gonna love me for me. And they kind of did, you know, like I'd be angry, I'd say stupid shit that I probably shouldn't have said and they'd still stick around. And I don't know, I, I look at back and at it now and I'm just like, well, maybe we both didn't know what was best at the time. But that's how Ripple started. It came from a situation where it finally, like, you know, it almost just like smacked me in the face. Like, you need to, you need to fucking change. You need to do something different because if you keep living this way, you're never going to find happiness. You're never going to find someone that you can share and cherish those, you know, lifelong memories you want with a partner. And I, I know I neglected that a lot with my relationships in the past. And I think I just wanted to start. I wanted to start something. I didn't know how to start. I just wanted to do something different. I didn't want to go through my, how I used to handle things, which was just through anger, through resentment, through jealousy, and through everything. I just wanted to do something different this time. I wanted to really change. So in a sense, you did die. Yes. <laughs> Your previous version of yourself. <laughs> yes. And that's passed why... Passed <laughs> away. And now you're the new Lucas. Yeah. And I guess that's why... I tr what the, that's, that's, that's basically what I try to yeah. get people to understand when I... You know, was that Ripple. the concept behind it? Yeah, like, like you're trying to kill your old self, kill the old self, and become the new person, the the the, the you that you know you can be. You know, yeah, and like, who is that person you're trying to strive to be? Like, what does that the most idealistic Lucas look like to you? The person that is the new version, like the rest in power Lucas. Um, just somebody kind, somebody that's willing to listen you know like that's one thing that i learned in my relationships in the past is that i never listened i just always thought that i was right i always wanted to be right so i would just convince myself and maybe i'm a little bit of a narcissist and tried to convince them that i was right and you know what like i don't blame them my my past i don't blame my exes for ever like hating me now if they still hate me now i probably they probably do you know like i'd hate me but the, the thing is is like they hate the old me yeah and that's what they're stuck on and that's all they'll ever know because they're not going to get to know this me they're not going to give me that chance and i don't blame them for that um the new me is not meant for them it's not their time and place in my life it's not it was it's this me is not meant for them but i do feel uh I guess I do feel sad that they'll only ever really know me for the old me. And that's just how life goes sometimes, you know? Like, you meet somebody, they come into your life, and 
whatever's happening in your life in that moment, that's that's what it is. And whatever happens through like between you guys and or whatnot, like it's just it's just kind of how it goes. Like you don't really have control over it. It's almost like you you don't know better. You don't know. I there's this quote I had seen not that long ago. It's like forgive yourself for not knowing um, better or knowing more than what you knew back then. Something like that. Something along those lines. I I don't know. I I'm gonna. I'm gonna search that up and maybe you could put it in like the subtitles underneath. I'll put, yeah, I'll put it right, like, here. right here. Yeah. <laughs> but um yeah. So there's this quote. They say people in your life are seasons and anything that happens is for a reason. So that's uh what I'm basing the the video off of. The quote is by a amazing artist called Kanye West. <laughs> there's actually, there's a legit quote. <laughs> yeah. Called, from Brian A. Chalker called, uh, people come into your life for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. So of those three people, I don't know if you want to list actual names. How many people have came into your life for a reason? a se- And then how many people came into your life a season? And do you see anyone in your life as like a lifetime relationship? Besides your family. Right, right. Family is everything. That's another video I made. Family is everything. <laughs> um, a reason, a season, and a lifetime. Reason, season, lifetime. So a reason, I do believe that, let's say, we'll, we'll break it down like this. So for a reason, I would say that a lot of my past relationships, my exes, I know they had come into my life for a reason. Um, in the moment, though, I did feel like they were someone that could be in my life for a lifetime. And like, and that, But that's just love, you know, like when you are so, so in love with someone, it doesn't matter how young or old you are. You, when you feel love, you love and it hits you hard. And I remember being in love when I was 14 maybe yeah 14 and man oh gosh i don't young know love, baby. Young love baby it gets you i remember when uh, her and i had broken up and I, I like ran up to mom's room and i was crying i was like ma'am and she's like what happened and then she's like did you guys break up and i was like way <laughs> and like i remember her lying there with me and i'll never forget this moment for as long as i live because it was one of the moments that i realized that my mom was my best friend and she I could tell her anything. And like, um, she laid there with me and she told me, she's like, you know what, LJ, this is just puppy love. And I didn't, and I was like, mom, you don't know. You don't know what it feels like. Like, I love her. I'm in love with her. But she was right. It was puppy love. And I didn't know better at the time. I, I thought I knew it all, you know. At 14 years old, I'm like, I'm in love. You can't tell me shit. But she was also in that position too. And, um, you know, she, she stood by my side and she comforted me. She gave me the advice. She even told me, she's like, maybe you could do this to fix it with her and it'll be what better. What was her suggestion? It was like, give her this ring. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? Like, she passed me down that ring. Like, it was mom. It was her ring. It was mom's ring. And it was like that Irish ring with, like, the hands holding the crown. Okay. And, um... She's like, she gave that to me that day. And she's like, give this to her and maybe she'll forgive you. And I I don't know if it's more materialistic with her. Like, you know, our parents grew up in a different generation of buying things for the people you love will fix it or whatever. Right. 
And um, I remember I did give it to her, Max. Did it work? No. <laughs> and honestly, I was like, yo, can I have that back? But, like, I didn't ever got that she back. She still, like, wears it. I don't even think. I think she just got it and just, you know, I think about that a lot. I'm like, you know, what, what happened to all the things that I gave my past, my relationships? Like, I wonder what happened. Do you keep anything from your past relationships? A little. Mm, dude. Mm, not my, not like my romantic relationships. Like, my friendships that I like have ended, I have a few things that I've kept from them just because like, I don't want to lose that memory, you know, even if like they're not in my life anymore, which is why I was going to bring up like for a reason, I feel like my, my relationships with my exes, they've came into my life for a reason because they needed to teach me something. I might've thought that my first girlfriend was my first she was my first love but i i might have thought that she was the one you know like she'd be there with me through thick and thin up until the end and you know what there are relationships that yo you you guys start off in high school high school sweethearts and they they get married and they have like the greatest life together and uh, that's amazing but it's not always like that for everybody right yeah they're usually like christian couples you know i don't know about that (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah you know and i i do believe that the the, the women that I've been with in the past have been, came into my life for a reason to teach me something in that moment. It wasn't until like, my, I think of my most recent ex-girlfriend, we had broken up back in 2019. She's the, she's the one that made me actually want to change. Like I knew I would, I, I knew there was something wrong with me, like up in the head, like I have mental health, like I have, I'm depressed um, and I have BPD. So I only recently learned that, which is why I say knowledge is power, because it's great to understand where your mental health comes from, like what's, you know, what it is, because that's the first step of actually helping yourself, you know, self-love. So it's like my my recent ex, she did, she did give me that push because I've had, you know, a few girlfriends pri- like before her where they were, they were kind of saying the same things and I knew that there was things that I needed to work on, but I kind of ignored it. And I was just like, yeah, yeah, whatever. You're just gonna, you're gonna love me anyways, almost, right? Like, you know, and I, it's not, that's not a really good mindset to have because that's not the case. And I learned that with my ex from 2019, let's say. She definitely showed me something different and I was angry at first, but I, I believe that she had the right to do what she needed to do in that moment yeah and um it hurt but i know she was hurting too and i can't forget that you know like i can't forget that she had those emotions and her feelings were valid but the 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 sad thing is is like i don't think they realized that my feelings were valid as well or like what i went through in my life was valid and i felt like a lot of the things that I had said to her that I had gone through with her was just all just like, you know, swept under the rug and forgotten about because I was hurting and hurt people hurt people. But I didn't mean to hurt her in that way. You know, I didn't mean to do that. Just I, I know I loved her. And I don't think that even if anyone were to hear me say that right now, I don't think anyone would believe me. But I did love her. I did care. It's hard to kind of distinguish the two thoughts of, like, love and 
Like the board, the borderline between love and control is like kind of um, hard to figure out, you know. Because like when you love someone, you know you should let them go or like you should let them be free. But then you're you kind of want to like the way I I don't know who I was talking about this with, but um, like when you're when you like someone, you don't want that situation to end, so you kind of control it in a way where you're just like. I'm going to manipulate this situation yeah. so I this never ends and like it's mm-hmm. going to be happy for me forever but then that controlling and that anger like comes out It's a strain. It's a big strain. I did that with my first love actually. We had dated for maybe a year solid and then two year like two years together collectively like on and off. Like it was a year solid and then that last second year we were together it was like oh a wave <laughs> it was uh it was up and down it was on and off and um i think i or we because it is it does take two to tango we did try to convince each other that maybe if we kept working on it it would get better but there comes a time where it just if none of if neither of you are willing to change or to get better it's not gonna happen and i'm not even gonna like at the time, yo, we were young. We were 14. Like, yeah. we didn't know better. Like, I have, I got Justin. He's 13 years old. And he has this relationship going on. And, man, he's such a great fucking kid, you know. And it's just like, damn, yo. When I was his age, I don't even remember, like, just feeling that way. How do you distinguish love and lust? Like, did you did you think you were in love with your that girl... You were uh, dating at 14, or was it lust? Was mom right? Mom was right, but I didn't know that until later on in life. Like, I in that moment, you know, I thought I was in love. I was like, I could, I'm gonna die for her, yo. Like, this is this is too much. Like, I can't handle all these emotions. I just, I can't live without her. You know, she's the one. Like, what am I gonna do without her? She's gonna move on, find someone else, and I'm gonna have to see that. Especially because now with our generation, social media is a big thing. At the time, it was just starting up with like Instagram and like Twitter. Uh, Tumblr was still a thing, <laughs> but like, it's like the thought of. The person that you love in that moment loving somebody else it crushes you you know and you don't want that you you want to make sure that it's almost selfish i think i felt like i was selfish that i just wanted her in my life because i didn't want her to be with anyone else even if like we weren't happy together i just i didn't want her to be with anyone else she's supposed to be with me yeah and, and then that sense of control comes out and that's just not very dangerous very yeah it's not healthy at all and i don't think i realized that up until my recent ex you know? yeah because like like i said it just it's it's comfort you get used to feeling a certain way and being comfortable in the way that you do things and then you just kind of continue on like that until someone or something changes that whole perspective of how you look at life and how you perceive it because i was stupid (laughs) i will admit now that i was i i i look back and that's the thing i have ptsd and there's moments of my life that i'll just sometimes i'll just be sitting here or just doing something at work flipping through like i don't know paperwork and stuff and then all of a sudden i'll think of a memory from like when i was 14 with my ex and It'll replay in my mind, and it's like almost like I'm there, and it's just like, I'm like, you're so stupid, you're so stupid. And then I catch myself, and I'm like, wait, I'm at work. I'm not in that moment anymore, you know? 
but that still haunts me you know and like yeah is that a symptom from bpd or is that a regular i don't know it's always been there like growing up like there's one time where i was this is a weird (laughs) it's like a weird example but i remember just i was brushing my teeth one day and uh there was like, I know, like I thought of something embarrassing. Like I went through with like the aunties and uncles and, um, while I was brushing my teeth and I like physically I was brushing my teeth, but mentally I was in that moment again. And like, while I'm brushing my teeth, I'm like, ah, I was like, I was just like, I was like trying to talk saying like, um, fuck, like get me, like, get me out of here. Like, I don't want to be here. And then I, I went back into like my, the now. And I was like, wait, I'm not there anymore. And it's all thought. It's all thought. But my mind can't tell the difference between what's now and what's then. Can you visually see it? Yeah, yeah, I'm in there. I'm still, like, I'm there. It's almost what it looks like in my mind is that I see myself in the past. And, like, I'm just, like, this hovering you're like a ghost, ghost. Like, like just in the moment no like one can see me third person yeah sense. and then but i can see myself and i'm just like and it's me now yelling at old, like like little me saying shut up you're so stupid like fuck off like what are you fucking doing like what are you doing like i just want to shake myself you know yeah but it's like i can't and then i realize that i'm not in that moment and then i'm just brushing my teeth and i'm like oh i need to stop i need to chill but i have so many of those moments within the day that I just like it's just become normal to me now, mm-hmm. and I I just don't know how to stop that. I guess I know like I've I, I've been able to acknowledge it more now because I've been taking a DBT, which is dialectical behavior therapy, and it does break down like certain situations and stuff and how to be more mindful of things. And I think that's why I'm able to kind of bring myself back more. Mm-hmm. And what I, it's not good it's like i'm not gonna say it's not good because every step forward is good but it's not as fast as i'd like it to progress yeah so going back to the love thing so how did you how do you know what so the way i see you growing up <laughs> so the, there's this uh thing that tim dylan said he's like this comic he's like uh, people's life purpose right I'll, do, I'll go on about that later but I'll ask you personally, but the way I see your life versus purpose is like falling in and out of love, like, like a fucking movie, like a romantic movie. Like every fucking... I know. <laughs> so I know. since you've had like many romantic relationships, um, how do you like what, what is love? So the reason that I feel like I've had so many romantic relationships or just trying to find that sense of love is because I lacked it in myself. Yeah. And the reason that I lacked it is because I was never comfortable in my own body. I was never comfortable, like, just, I I never, I don't even think I ever said I love you to myself. Like, I love, like, you know, when you, it's a practice that people do where you stare in the mirror and you tell yourself, like, I love you and you're great and you're doing the best that you can. I've never done that. Not up until like maybe 2019 when I started to wanting to become better. Because I did hate myself. I hated myself from the moment I knew that I wasn't in the right body. Yeah. And I couldn't, like, I had major body dysphoria. I had all these negative thoughts, comparing myself to all these other people that I wish that I was. Um, There's a lot that played into it, you know, like, not just, like, the the LGBT community, but also with race. Growing up as an Asian was not fun. 
you know like you i got bullied a lot for every reason in the book for eating cats sorry for eating cats for i don't eat cats by the way but like you know like every stereotypical thing yeah. was thrown my way i had short hair oh like you just like why are you a tomboy type of thing like i get i got made fun of everything when and when you don't know what that does to a person when some like that's bullying you know like when you get that constant thing happening to you as a kid it hurts it hurts so much and you take that with you regardless if it was from school from home i had so much resentment with everybody yeah i don't think people understand how much that impacts somebody especially a child growing up because they take that with them you know to the adulthood and if you don't fix that you're just you're a grown child is there a way to fix that um bullying at all like has there been any therapy sessions you've learned to overcome that like internal racism and internal like self-hatred um do you do you love yourself now i do actually i really do love myself now and like it took a long time i'm 27 but you're never too old to learn something new, you know? I wish that I could just hug my younger self and be like, yo, it's okay. You know, like, don't listen to these haters. Don't listen. But it's hard, you know? Like, in that moment, I remember just listening. I remember just feeling every single word of hate that was thrown my way. And you know what I used to do, though? I never took therapy as a kid growing up. But I used to go home, like I'd get bullied and I would go home and I would like, I'd make a song and I'd sing being like, one time my grade one teacher, mm -mm, she called me out for say, cause she was like, what's one plus two? And Papa was the one that taught me how to do math. Okay. And he's fob. So when he says three, he says tree. tree. <laughs> okay. So that's what I learned. She was like, one plus two, anyone in the class know this answer? I raised my hand because I knew the answer. Because, you know, one, two, three, right? Yeah. So I said, tree. And she started laughing at me. And the whole class started laughing at me. And she's like, a tree? Like, And she pointed outside the window. And I was like, what? <laughs> I still remember that to this day. Oh, what a bitch. Miss Shepard? Yeah, <laughs> I knew it was her. I know <laughs> she was scary though at the time. She was yeah. an asshole. Yeah, um, but yeah. So that was, I think, the first time. Was that beeping? My camera cut. Like it reset myself. Oh, okay, I think that was the first time I experienced like bullying, almost. I guess in school, in grade one, that was the first time I experienced bullying, and sadly, it was a teacher, right? such a but i i went home that day and i wrote a song i st i remember going into the living room after school i stood up on one of the chairs and I, in my head i pretended that there was an audio like the the class like, like the audience and i was singing to them and i was like i'm so sorry i said tree you know like, like stupid shit like that you know <laughs> you were dissing them yeah, no i went, <laughs> it was no, because, like an like, apology it was and it's like why am i fucking saying sorry for that shit but that's yeah. how i started to feel like i could express myself was through song right and um i don't know where that came from like at the time i didn't know that mom or dad loved music 
Like I didn't know mom sang. I never knew dad played any, any instruments. I just felt it in my heart that it was something that I needed to do to express my feelings. So I did it. And yo, right after that, I was like, I'm good now. And I went back down from the, the chair and I started playing with my toys and I felt good. You know, and I think that's how I coped with a lot of things growing up is writing, you know. So is that, do you think that was the main method of learning to love yourself, expression through music? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, that is a good way because I, I made a video recently. Um, I don't know which one it was, but it, one of the lines was the opposite of depression is expression. I think for me personally, it's uh, the way I cope with things is by making videos whether it be uh something sad i'm going through or something and how happy i'm going through because i think just human creativity it's like people trying to understand life and people trying to understand like how to navigate um their way through the world Cause like a lot of people don't think about creativity. Like they just do their day to day life until like they lose a father or they lose a child or they get their heart broken. They don't know how to cope with it or they don't know like how how to feel. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But uh, that's good that you found like your own specific way to express yourself. But so why why did you pause on making your ripple stuff? Cause um, that was a big thing for you about a year ago, and now yeah. you don't really post. Yeah, so when I started Ripple with a YouTube channel, it was awesome. But the thing is, and I had so many ideas, and like I had to post weekly. And after like five weeks, I still had ideas, but I was really, really tired. It was almost like... I really wanted to do it. Like I wanted to like share my message to everyone, but it was, it was hard, you know, like it's hard to capture an audience. Like you expect when you start off, you expect your friends and your family to support you. And you know what they normally do. And that's more of like the beginning process. After a little bit, I've noticed that it's, it's slowly decreased in a way where like they weren't paying attention as much and, but the thing is, is like, I wasn't trying to do it for them, but I got that energy from them. You know, I don't know how to explain it, but I think at one point, um, I realized that, well, one, I can't edit videos. I can't do what you do. <laughs> and that was one thing I struggled with. And a lot of my videos that I had posted on my YouTube weren't as professional, not the way that I wanted it to be. But at the same time, I didn't really know where to take it. So after doing the YouTube channel, I still promoted Ripple on my Instagram as like positive posts and all that, but it wasn't really going anywhere. Like I was making sure other people that had followed my account that felt that they weren't alone. Like I'm, that was my main goal at that point was to make sure that the people that were in my life, if they were going through something with mental health or anything, that they knew that they weren't alone. And then maybe... I don't even know, a year after that, um, I'd connected with an old friend of mine who's really good with business. She's like, let's start some merch. It'll help spread your words, you know, like what Ripple is. And I was like, I can't do that. Like, I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to run a business. I don't know how to do anything with merchandise, but I tried and I had a lot of fun doing it, but a lot of my money 
was spent on that. And I was happy. I was really happy doing it. I was traveling from here, there, and everywhere just to deliver stuff. The farthest I went for a delivery was in St. Catharines, and I loved it. I love the adventure. I love traveling. I like meeting people. You know, like when back when I first started with the YouTube channel, I started traveling because um, my original plan was to go to Australia for a year, but I only ended up traveling around for six months, which was still great because then COVID hit and I was kind of forced to come home, which was fine because I didn't think I was ready to do this whole year excursion of, you know, all this stuff. I really didn't have a plan. But that's that's what I like. You know, I don't like having something set. I don't like planning something. I get anxiety. I get just, I, I don't know. So being spontaneous and getting out there and just meeting people and talking about my brand and what I stand for meant more to me than posting on Instagram and posting on YouTube. That It was that human interaction is what I wanted most. And it didn't, I, I didn't care if I didn't get any likes or money for it. It was more or less of what I gained through what they were teaching me through their advice. I'd tell them about my past and just basically everything I told you at the time, though, it was about my ex-girlfriend, my recent one that we had broken up in 2019. And it was like the worst breakup I've ever had. I shared that everywhere I went in this world. It was no secret. And I got the best advice. I had people who felt and understood me, but I also had people that disagreed with me, which they had their own opinions, and I, I respect them for that, you know? But it was that interaction where I felt like, this is what I want to do. And I don't know how I'm going to do it, but this is what I want to do. And doing the merch after all that kind of helped, kind of gave me that feeling of traveling again, meeting people and, you know, doing my thing. But I did get tired. I think that's what depression is, though. You can, for me, you, I can only do something for so long and then I get tired. But I get back up. I take a little bit of a break and I get back up. I think of a new idea for Ripple. I, I try to think of new things. Like right now, I'm not active with it. I post daily on our stories and it's positive stuff, but I'm not doing as much as I did like maybe a year ago where I'm traveling to St. Catharines and delivering all these merch and stuff, right? But it's still there. It'll always be there. And I'll always have ideas that'll pop up, but it's okay to have that break. It's okay to take a rest. That's the whole point of rest and power. You know, We all have the power to become better and we can't get there unless we take those breaks. We can't just keep working day to day and just feeling exhausted, especially for me. I don't know if it's my depression or my BPD, but I get exhausted really fast. I think it's more of my BPD because it's extreme emotions, right? Like I was telling you the other day, BPD is like you feel when you're sad, it's like 10 times that. But when I'm happy, it's 10 times that. And that's the thing with Ripple. When I started with Ripple, I was so happy. It's 10 times that. But then because of that heightened emotion, I can only have that for so long and then I get tired. So I need to rest. And that's what I try to kind of, I guess, let other people know and teach them that it's okay to take a break. It's okay to kind of, you know, lay back and just focus on you, your mind, your mental, and regain that energy to do more things. Like, 
I recently, I have that logo with a wave that says rest in power Lucas, but because everyone kind of thought that I was dead, I, I changed it to this like simpler logo that, um, the, the owner of the tattoo parlor I work at, she had drawn for me just something simple because, you know, it's, it's an easier marketing skill where like, no, like if I want someone from that, I don't know, let's say that doesn't know my story. If I want them to buy my stuff, they're not going to buy something that says rest in power. Lucas, they're going to like, who the fuck is Lucas? Yeah. And why is he dead? Or is he dead? Like, you know, well, I think the whole point of it is to build the brand first mm -hmm. and then build the merchandise after. And that's the thing. I didn't have much before the merch, but that's, and Maybe I'm that's not, what you should focus on more. Mm -hmm. Like well, that, just creating more content. And like I want to, I do. Like I, even today, we I posted something on my inst, like my personal Instagram, where I'm talking to my audience again, and I hadn't posted something like that since probably the beginning of this year, yeah, almost a year ago, right? Like I want to get back into it. It's just that I don't really know how to. And I, I could show you. I know. I, I know you're always there for me to ask. It's just, but it's one of those things where like I kind of I don't know if it's a pride thing where I kind of just want to make sure that I could do it on my own, you know? Oh, I could show you the outline on how to do it. I, don't, I just, like, I don't know. Like, I appreciate that. No, I thank you for that. And yes, please. <laughs> but, like, I just feel like I get... My mind definitely works differently, and I don't know how to explain it. Like, my girlfriend that I have now, and God bless her fucking soul, I love her so much, she tries to understand me more than anyone ever has mm. and w i can go back to that question you asked when you're like someone something about like a lifetime i hope and i pray that she's gonna be here with me for a lifetime but she can only do that and be here with me if i keep up with the things that i want to do like i can't slack i can't i can't do anything that'll fuck it up you yeah know? like i have to be on my she's fucking great and um she seems wonderful She's great. Yeah, she's I'll forget to meet her one day. Hello. <laughs> uh, <laughs> she's not even listening. She's right there. Yeah, we're not talking about you. She's not listening to us. It's okay. She'll see the video. <laughs> um, but that's the thing. Like, this is me at a point where I realize that the people in my life, if I want to keep them around, I have to understand my value in their lives and what I do for them. Because if I start slacking, if I do anything that, you know, doesn't correlate or align with them, they're not going to want to keep me in their lives. I've lost friendships because of that. And I never realized that maybe it was me. And I always thought throughout the years, I was like, it's them. They left because they're rude and they just never cared. I'm, I'm sure they cared. They were my friends for a reason, you know? Yeah. But it was probably me. And I got to start fixing up that shit if I don't want anyone else to leave my life. And that's the thing. When we say, like, people are here for a season, reason. I've had friends that I thought would stay for a lifetime, right? But they only stayed for a season. And I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm a little more emotional on that heart right now just because i have lost really good friends that i had in my life for a long time that i thought would be here for even longer you know i had my best friend since grade three 
like I was talking to you earlier in the car when I was telling you, yeah. like, you know, he taught me everything. I looked up to him. He was like the best person I have I had ever met at, in grade three. I don't know how old you are in grade three. But at some point growing up, it changed. There was more resentment. There was more competition. And I don't even think it was like on purpose, if that's the word. I think that it just kind of happened. I think that it happens within friendships. But I I always thought he'd be my best friend. And then the day came and I lost him. And he had told me, one of the last things he had told me was that I felt like you weren't my best friend for a long time. And that broke my heart because I didn't know that's how he felt. Because I always felt like he was my best friend no matter what. Even if we didn't talk for a few months or whatnot, like he was always there. And then when that happened, I was like, damn, you can really lose people. He was the one person I thought I'd never lose, though. I had best friends prior to him, and, you know, we've had our falling outs and all, but never thought I'd lose him. Yeah. But that's... That's something I needed to really take in and learn that, you know, maybe he was just here for a season. 13 seasons. I don't even know if that was actually right. It's very hard to, especially 13 years. It's a very long time. Do you, do you think about him often? Like, what, what do you do when you miss these people? At first, at first I would be angry. I remember the first few years we stopped being friends I was like I hate him he did this to me and I'd blame him you know and there came a point in my life maybe not that long ago where I kind of realized like no it wasn't just all him like I played a big part he has his feelings he and those feelings are valid and like you know what like that he had his reasons and I had to respect that and I had to move on with my life and it was hard, and it's still hard to lose people. Yeah, and I, I tried to use my other friends as like a almost like a comfort where I'm like, okay, like I lost this guy, but I still got these guys, and then I lose these guys too, <laughs> and it's just like, what the heck, you know? Like I guess like that that is how life works. You know, people come in and out of your lives. You feel like they can be there for longer than a season but sometimes they're just only meant to be there for a season you don't realize that they're only meant to be there for a season because in that moment you truly do believe that they're going to be there forever but then things get in the way where life happens you know fights happen disagreements you move somewhere you lose that connection you know it just anything can happen right but for me a lot of my a lot of the people that I had lost was through, I don't want to say fault, but I guess a lot of misunderstandings. I don't know. What kind of misunderstandings? There was just a lot of things that maybe we weren't open and expressed to each other. Like, I can tell you straight up that I'm not good at confrontation. I will avoid that as much as I could. And I will not want to talk to you about it. I will be like, oh, you're mad? Cool. <laughs> I'm going this way. <laughs> like, you know, I'm the exact opposite. <laughs> but that's the thing. And like, I want to, that's what I want to learn. I want to learn how to be able to do that. 
and I think I have been. I've been a little bit better with it. Still a little get. I, I still get a little nervous, but I think I'm slowly getting there. I think what it is, if you're trying to learn it, is the most important thing above all is truth. Uh, Jordan Peterson, he has this thing called tell the truth or at least don't lie. He even talks about white lies. Like, uh, there's like white lies, black lies, and then the truth. He says, uh, like, if you need to lie, like, white lie, but the truth is better than the white lie. For me, like, my whole thing now is chase truth through funny. Like, I need to make it funny. If I don't make it funny, then I'm just preaching, like, <laughs> Tony Robbins, you know? So, I think that's the biggest thing, truth. And truth for me, it has uh, ended some relationships for me. Um, yeah. A couple years ago, the, I had this friend who was, and he was a cool dude. He would, uh, we, we were, like, best friends for quite a while. And then he started, like, he made this rumor about, like, sleeping with, like, one of my friend's exes and then like stealing he's like taking money from people not paying them back and shit and then like he, he hit on this girl that like i was into and i told him not to and then i called him out for it like i was telling the truth because that's that's what's most important and then um i lost that friendship so people are in your life for seasons see then then the fault thing that's like it's tricky because it's either your fault or the other person's fault that like you don't think that it could be both it could be both it could 100 percent be both but i think a big thing is like sometimes we just let our egos in the way i think it's it's our pride it's our pride it is definitely our pride and i have a lot of friends i don't even know why i still call them my friends i do still call them my friends because i don't view them as like an ex-friend if that's I don't like saying that. I don't know. I think exes are meant for relationship, but you know, relationships tend to be every relationship, whether it's friendship, family, ship, <laughs> and all that. But I do, yeah, I agree with that. And it's like I've noticed that, and I'm not even just calling them out because I do have a lot of pride inside, where like, oh man, like I have to be right. That's that was a really big fault in my relationships with my exes. Like I had to be right, and I think uh, that correlated with my friendships as well. Um, but even recently, I had, had a little falling out with a really good friend of mine, and I don't like to fight with. We've never really gotten into an argument, which is why I think I was kind of like iffy about trying to confront him about certain things. Um, a family member of his said that I ba- I baby him a lot, and I do believe that because it's almost like I've made excuses for him throughout the years, and it's because I didn't want to lose another friend. I've lost so many, and I was like, you know what? Like he he's a he's um, a smart dude, and he learns fast when he wants to. Um, but I think that. It depends on a situation that you're in. If you're in a situation where you you can't progress in a sense of just, I guess, being distracted by things around you or focusing on just yourself and not really seeing how you make other people feel. I think that's where he got caught up in. And I have to feel for him. I don't have to, but I do because I've been there before. 
you know i've been that friend who got caught up in myself not really you know understanding how the other how i made the other person feel and that's where this whole thing came along with um my best friend that i had for 13 years like i think that friendship that ended made me realize like damn maybe i wasn't the best friend that he thought i was maybe i could have been better I should have been, but I didn't know any better at the time. And I know better now. And that's what makes me angry because, like, I want to be able to confront my friends like that. But I want to have the heart that I guess my friends in the past didn't have for me when I was going through that. Yeah. Right. Do you still let your pride and ego control any aspect of your life? Or do you think you have that part controlled? I'd say like it's half and half. Like I, there's certain situations where I'm like, hey, let your pride down. Like you're 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 too much. You're all the way up there right now. You need to bring it down a notch, you know. But then there's sometimes where if I'm like really heated, especially if it's like an angry emotion, I tend to not feel that way. Mm-hmm. But there's something changing because before I would never really like hear anything in my mind now when i'm angry and i'm at that point where my pride's up there i i have this little voice now where it says like yeah lucas you need to fucking calm the fuck down like you're probably not going to listen to me right now but you need to fucking calm down and i don't listen but the big thing that's changed is now that there's a conscience or something there that's telling me do something different Mm. and that has to come from the few years that i've really worked on myself it's a lot of self-love right but before that i had a lot of self-hate and it's hard to change hate into love but it is possible you're the one that actually taught me that you had said it one time um hate is the same thing as love yeah yeah it is someone hates you they actually love you and i mean like it's the same emotion when you when you should be worried is when they're new they're neutral with you (laughs) you you can turn hate into love easily i believe that you can definitely turn hate into love and like it's the same it's like the same intensity of emotion it is that was was my whole thesis about it like you if you're in love you're obsessed if you're in hate you're still obsessed you know yeah it's just you can turn you can change that and that's what i that's why i try to that's what ripple is like it's to believe that there's change that you can change like you're not the same person you were yesterday okay maybe you are but you're not the same person you were a year, a year ago. ago yeah you know what i mean like it's you learn so many things within the 365 days of a year you can learn something different. You can choose to learn something different. You want to learn sign language the next like day. It's A, B, C, you know, type. Like, yeah. I didn't know that before. But you can choose to learn the stuff that you want to learn. And that's what I get in my mind where I'm like, maybe I was so like prideful. My ego was so up there because I felt like I knew everything already. I did not. Yeah, I mean, your nickname back in the day was L Pride. No, it so. wasn't. You called me that. <laughs> this is a rapper called D Pride. I love him. Russell, if you ever watch this video, you were the biggest inspiration in my life. I love you. <laughs> my little brother and I would call him L Pride just to fuck with him. But uh, anyways, <laughs> we got five minutes left on the podcast. Oh, shit. Did, how many more questions? Uh, well, let me run by real quick. 
Um, I kind of asked all of them, but so essentially the the way I'm trying to phrase my podcast now and my whole channel. The question, the mark, the the value that I'm trying to provide to society is happiness. But the problem with happiness is that it's a state. You can't. You you can't. Ch- it's like you're chasing anger, chasing sadness. You can't chase an emotion. It's yeah. impossible because of this thing called the hedonic treadmill. I can go into the science and shit behind it, but anyways, I'll do that for another time. But anyways, like the hedonic treadmill. Um, so no matter what, we return to a baseline level of happiness. So happiness is not a good thing to aim for. Meaning is more important. And meaning for people can be, it could be found through relationships. It could be found through kids. It could be found through work. Me personally, my meaning is work, but everyone has their own idea of what, um, what makes a meaningful life or what is meaningful to them. So I wanted to ask you, what do you think your purpose or what do you think, uh, the meaning of life or your life is <sighs> my purpose you ever think about that it's 3 a.m when it's 5 a.m and then you're tossing and turning and mariana's <laughs> like dead asleep <laughs> <laughs> you know um when i started ripple my purpose was to help people feel less alone was to make sure other people understood that you know they they are loved even if they don't love themselves because there's a lot of times where i didn't love myself and i struggled to keep myself alive because of that and then i would kind of console in my friends and family and they would be so upset they're like we need you though and certain people in my situation would say that's selfish of them to say because that's how they feel and that's not how I feel type of thing. But because the reason I wanted to die was because I felt like nobody loved me, right? And then I have these people telling me that they love me. But you can't love someone else if you don't love yourself first, right? And I think the whole point of living is to understand that you're human and you make mistakes and you're going to fuck up so many times in this lifetime but you have that power to change everything to do something different to be better and that's what I want to remind everybody and I think my purpose is to help others get through the things that I wished someone was there to help me and you know what I am getting help now with therapy but growing up there was nothing there, nobody there. And I think I just want to be that person for somebody, anyone. Our, one of our cousins said to me, it's like, you know, you can have like a hundred people watch your videos. It could be half of your haters, half of people that are curious, but there's going to be one person that you're going to change your life. You're going to save their life. And whoever that person is, if they're watching right now, or if they've ever watched me before, I hope that the reason you stayed was because you listened to my story. You understand that we've all struggled and one day you're just going to get up and become the person that you need to be for yourself. And that's just, I don't know, I think my purpose is just to bring more happiness into others' lives. I like that. The one... uh comment i want to say about that about changing like there might be one person 
lives you might change like you know 100 people 50 haters 50 people you know whatever the one person's life that can be changed within that is yourself that's like the biggest thing the like i think you have a little sense of like people's attention on you when you make these videos my one piece of advice is be your own standing ovation the way i see it for myself and this is ending in like 30 seconds but um i do this all for myself uh do it like nobody's watching you're right just do it for you dance like no one's watching yeah anyways uh thanks for watching on average fools episode 23 or 24 i don't remember but uh stay on average fools let's go